What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to this week's first full episode of the greatest podcast on turf. I'm Anthony. I'm Ryan. And today we are back with our week 11 fantasy football stardom sit-em video. Don't forget to like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you guys are new here. And kicking it off at quarterback, we started on Ryan started. Jared Goff. I think I started him last week and I'm running it back again this week. Um, when doing stardom quarterbacks... I usually just find guys that are around the 7 to 14 range and kind of pick the one that I like the most. And Jared Goff this week is that one. He's playing against the Chicago Bears team that isn't very good in general. And I think he's just going to have a good day. He had a good day against the Chargers last week. He had 21 fantasy points. And I would expect probably about the same against Chicago. I mean, it's Jared Goff. He's not going to light up the world. He only lit up. He didn't. He lit up the world one week this week or one week this year against Carolina at twenty-seven. But right now with him, I'd expect the range of eighteen to twenty-four, and I could see him getting about twenty-one, twenty-two this week against the Chicago Bears team. Yeah, my starting quarterback this week. I know I said sit him last week, just because you didn't really know what you're going to get for him. But all systems seem to be go. It is Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals. He's only rostered on 73% of Yahoo leagues. So if you're playing without, actually there's no good quarterback that's on by this week. So if your quarterback has a questionable matchup this week, feel free to go grab Kyler Murray. He, um, I mean, again, didn't know what we were going to get for him last week, but I mean, he seems like he's back like he never left. Threw the ball 30 times. He had about was it 250 passing yards and the biggest thing is he ran the ball six times and he looked confident running he was making cuts he was going down before contact he was doing all the right things for a quarterback coming off an ACL injury I think this week I know they're playing Texans who have been a powerhouse but their defense has been very very spotty and having a dual threatness of Kyler Murray only helps you I mean he didn't throw a touchdown but he scored a rushing touchdown finished with 18 fantasy points coming off an ACL I think this is going to be a really good game this weekend between the Texans and the Cardinals. I think it's going to be a shootout, a high score. I like the over in the game. So go ahead and fire up Kyler Murray this week. I know you could be skeptical it's the Texans. He's, it's only one game against Atlanta, da 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 But I think Kyler's going to have in for a really good week this week, so go ahead and start him. Jumping over to my sit-em side. Uh, I got two. Anthony's taking the other one. No, nah, actually, I have my own. You can fire okay. both. I'm going to go with, I'll say Trevor Lawrence as the easy one to give me. Just because of the fact that he's playing against a Tennessee defense, which isn't great. But there's just no way that he's going to score that many fantasy points. I refuse to believe that he's going to hang up 25 on Tennessee. I just don't see it happening. Even if they destroy him, I don't see it happening. Um, And the other one is Joe Burrow against Baltimore. You're probably not sitting Joe Burrow because of, your other options personally if i had kyler murray and joe burrow on my team i would send out kyler murray yeah, yeah um right. if i had cj stroud and joe burrow i'd probably send out stroud but most likely you don't and joe burrow is playing against a baltimore defense that arguably the best defense in football definitely top five i mean they've been probably they've been playing like the best yeah they're so it's like yeah they're a top five defense in football it's in baltimore the first time they played Baltimore he had 16 that's probably what I would put Burrow at this time give or take 16 points and you know he'll be a fine start he won't light up anything 
But daily fantasy, I would definitely stay away from this guy. I feel like there's no chance that he is the highest scoring quarterback this week. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, my sit quarterback of the week. This might be kicking the dog. But I said sit Deshaun Watson this week. Um, I mean, when he played Pittsburgh last time, he scored 12 fantasy points. I'd probably put him around 12 to 15 this week. But the biggest concern for me is the ankle. Yeah, I know. He's dealing with an ankle injury pretty much. And I know that they're downplaying and he said he's fine. And he said that as long as his ankle isn't hanging off or whatever, whatever, he's going to play through it. But, I mean, we saw earlier in the season he was dealing with the shoulder injury, suited up and played, took one hit, and then missed like four games. And I know he missed because of concussion as well. But I just don't know if you can trust or fire up a Deshaun Watson playing against the Steelers defense that – kind of shut him down earlier in the season but through 230 passing yards with a touchdown and had 20 rushing yards nothing crazy a couple turnovers in there I just I would not feel confident firing up Deshaun Watson this week against a fully healthy Steelers D-line with injuries across Cleveland's O-line and with the bum ankle there's plenty of other better options to fire out than Deshaun Watson this week so that's why I said to sit him looking at the running backs the first guy Probably RB1 this week. Yeah. David Montgomery going up against Chicago. It's a revenge game. Yeah. He, David Montgomery, the times that he has played and been healthy, he's basically scored a touchdown every single game. Last week, his first game back, he had 12 carries for 116 yards, and it was against the worst defense in football. However, they're playing against the Chicago team this week that also is one of the worst defenses in football. Yup. And David Montgomery was a Chicago Bear. So I feel like that's a little added fuel to the fire. There's no way Dan Campbell doesn't feed this guy, uh, especially since you know he's playing against his old team. I feel like Dan Campbell is the type of guy to be like, you know this team better than anybody else. They didn't want you back. Make him pay. I feel like I just heard Dan Campbell say that in my ear. So <laughs> fire up David Montgomery this week. Should be a top 10 running back in fantasy this week. Put him on every daily fantasy lineup. You know, because I'm saying this, he'll probably do nothing. But he might do something. Yeah. Uh, my stardom, my first stardom running back tandem this week is the Cleveland Browns running back duo going against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, when these two teams played earlier in their season, this was the game where Nick Chubb got hurt. It seems as though as he started to get going, he got hurt. Then, boom, Jerome Ford comes in, 100 rushing yards, 25 receiving yards, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion. Bam. No, I know. It's a 50-50 split. It's tough. I think you get to get away with starting both of them, as we've seen. It seems as though it's probably a 55-45 split, 55 being Jerome Ford. But Kareem Hunt has scored a touchdown in every single game he's played as a Cleveland Brown, except his very first game where he suited up. Again, I know it's a Steelers defense and this and that and da-da-da-da-da. But the Steelers haven't been very good against the run this year. And seeing what Cleveland did to them... Earlier in the season, how they kind of let Jerome Ford come in and just run all over them. That shows me all I need to see. They've been pretty consistent all year. They, I mean, Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. So I think you can keep firing both of these guys up consistently. My next starting running back is Daryl Henderson going up against the Seahawks. This is one of those daily fantasy flex plays where you're out of cash. This is one of those deep leagues where you just need to throw in somebody. <laughs> this is not a luxury start by any means necessary. Nope. 
This is strictly flex purposes. I feel like going up against Seattle this week, if I'm right about Matt Stafford coming back, which I'm pretty sure he is. Sounds like um, it. Kyron, Kyron Williams is coming back next week. So you got Matt Stafford back. You got the receivers here. You got Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson potentially fighting for touches in the future because the the, the real answer is back, essentially. <laughs> And against the Seattle defense that just got shit on by Brian Robinson. Didn't he have a 40-yard touchdown catch? Yeah, I think it was 65, but it was a lot of shit. It was (laughs) whack. And, you know, I feel like this game should be high scoring, if I'm I'm pretty sure it will be. Yeah. And Daryl Henderson probably should get about 10 to 15 half PPR points. That's where I'm putting them at. I mean, who was it? There was a running back last week that in a shootout got thirty touches. Who was it? Because I said to Mikey, I was like, I don't. It wasn't Daryl Henderson, and it's just completely off topic. But last week there was a running back. Oh, it was um Devin Singletary. Nice. Had a hundred. Had thirty touches in the shootout. Good like for him. Yeah, I was stunned. I'm like, I was like, you're picking him up in every single league, aren't you? I haven't been one. He's not available in any of the rest. You know that's my guy, though. My next starting running back of the week, Aaron Jones. Now I know this is kind of gross, just because he's really only had two good weeks this whole season. I know he's missed three games. Last week against Pittsburgh, he only had 13 carries for 35 yards, hauled in six targets. But again, they're playing against the Chargers, that are the fourth worst defense in the league against the run. It's pretty bad. I know. Green Bay's O line isn't really doesn't really touch Detroit's O line, but again the Chargers' defense has been very very bad and they've been exploited in every level of the defense. The secondary, even with Jair Alexander, who's one of the best cornerbacks in football, they've been exposed on the D line. And you with, mean the Chargers? Yeah, I'm tripping. <laughs> you started shitting on <laughs> Packers defense out of nowhere. I'm like, what does they have to do with anything? I was, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to. The Packers defense has been very good this year, but the Chargers defense. There you go. It would have been very confusing because I was about to <laughs> start throwing shots at Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. <laughs> Their secondary is bad. There's only so much Derwin James can do. They're getting no pass rush, and they're not able to stop the run with as much capital as they have on the edge, especially. With their two defensive ends. Most capital in football. And they suck. So I think that Aaron Jones... Okay, anyways, as I was saying before, we face some technical difficulties. The Packers are in a very weird spot. I think that's what I was saying anyway. Something about Aaron Jones. If the Packers want to start winning football games, they have to get their best player on offense involved. And who's their best offensive player? Romeo Dobbs. Aaron Jones. Hmm. Point being, the Chargers suck. The Chargers defense sucks. The Chargers don't play good in the cold. Say what you want. Call it how you want it. I know it's a risky start, but Aaron Jones is a good start this week. He's going to run and catch the ball all over the field against this very, 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 very bad Chargers 11 players on defense. Jumping to the sit side, the first one I'm going to mention is the better of the two. It is Jalen Warren and Najee Harris going up against Cleveland. News today was that Najee Harris was benched in replacement of Jalen Warren. 
It's probably just going to be the same split. Just Warren's going to get 6%. Najee's going to get 40 Yep. They're playing against a Cleveland defense that is very, very good against basically everything. Um, let me look up what these two guys did last time. Either way, what they did last time isn't going to move me. Jalen Warren did okay. Um, he had four receptions for 66 yards. It kind of carried him. Najee Harris probably didn't do anything. 4.8 points. So you're probably looking at a combined... 14, 15 points from the two, and I wouldn't be happy with that. So, sit them both. Yeah, um, my first sit them running back of the week, Kenneth Walker of the Seattle Seahawks. We kind of touched on this earlier in the week with our fantasy football buy low, sell high, and trade deadline targets video. But it seems as though every week for the past three weeks, Zach Charbonnet has outsnapped Kenneth Walker. Now, I know Kenneth Walker, for the most part, has been – Still dominating fantasy between the two of them. I know last week he had 20 fantasy points, but he had a 64-yard touchdown catch. Trade him. Outside of that, he only had 63 rushes. But, I mean, as you see, and with the teams they have coming up, they're going to be playing in a lot of probably shootouts. They're playing against a lot of good defensive lines. I mean, they got the Rams... San Fran, Dallas, San Fran, Philly, Tennessee, Pittsburgh to close out the year. It's not a good schedule for Kenneth Walker. And with these games potentially turning into shootouts, they're going to use their pass-catching running back, and that is Zach Charbonnet. We could see it this week, a fully healthy Rams offense with Matt Stafford back against a very bad Seahawks defense. It's going to be a shootout. So, bad game script for Kenneth Walker, and he's just not seeing the snaps that you would like for your starting running back to see. So with the trend that Zach Charbonnet is kind of taking over this backfield, I'm going to ride the hot hand with that one and sit Kenneth Walker this week. My next sit him running back, it's kicking the dog. Oh, I know it is. Probably the worst I've ever done. I did it a couple weeks ago, so that's your one. Panthers running backs against Dallas. Yup. Um, don't really need to say anything at all. It's the best. Or top five defense in football in a horrible game script against a Panthers running back room that isn't the best. Um, Chuba Hubbard took the job, it seems like, and it's just messy and it's just going to be a bad game for the Panthers. So, mm-hmm. sit them both. My next sit them running back, Brian Robinson Jr. I know he's coming off of his pretty much tied his season best game with 27 fantasy points, but again, he had 120 receiving yards and a touchdown. He's not doing that every week, especially not this week against the Giants, who just three short weeks ago held him to 23 yards on eight carries with a rushing touchdown that saved the day. It's pretty much how it is. I think that this is going to be a statement game for Washington and their offense because we saw when they played a couple weeks ago and lost to the Giants, Sam Howell almost lost his job. This, is, this game tells me Washington's going to come out. Sam Howell's been playing good football. Their offense has been scoring a lot of points. This tells me Sam Howell's going to come in. They're going to throw the ball around the yard, expose the Giants' lack of good players in the secondary, stay away from where the Giants are good with their defensive line and the capital they have in the D-line, and Brian Robinson is just going to be a non-factor. And again, I know last week he did it in the passing game. But I can't stress it enough how much of an anomaly that is. He probably won't see six targets again for the rest of the season, if we're being honest. The most in a game he saw before that was three or four, and it was against Denver, who has 
right now still, even though they've been playing good, the worst defense in football, borderline historically bad. So I'm not buying into that too much. Don't start Brian Robinson this week. Jumping over to the receiver side, first guy I'm going to mention is wide receiver Terry McLaurin going up against the Giants. A lot of similar reasons that he just said. First one being, Mr. Sam Howell's leading the league in passing. You know his number two? Do I want to know? Yeah, you do. Justin Herbert? Huh. Mr. CJ Stroud himself. Boom. Um, I was so right. Bryce Young sucks. Just wait until Aaron Rich is back next year. I respect it, but give me Stroud. <laughs> I had Stroud over MVP front runner. I had Stroud over Young. But. I did. I had Will Levis over Young. And boy, I was I that, right. <laughs> God, was I right. Was, I yeah. love it. Two or three. Dak seven. Uh, back Where's to Mac Jeezy? 19. 19. I'm surprised he's that high. <laughs> Sean Watson, 31. <laughs> nice. Wow. Nice. All right. Uh, Terry McLaurin, though, going up against the Giants. Terry McLaurin hasn't been the best this season, inconsistent to say the least. And I know I burned you guys last week with saying Jahan Dotson. My bad. Yeah. Um, I, I fell victim to the Jahan Dotson trap last week. Me too. He had zero. I idea. <laughs> However, you should, in theory, be able to roll out these Washington receivers against the Giants. In theory. Because Sam Howell's leading the league in passing. Yup. Terry McLaurin popped off against the Giants a couple weeks ago. Yup. And I just watched the Cowboys. Every single one of their receivers popped off against the Giants. Even Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup had a one-on-one 40-yard touchdown against the... And he ain't done that in two against, years. Um, the rookie. Deontay Banks. I think so. Yeah. Brandon Cook's eight. C.D. Lamb definitely ate. Yeah, he did. There's no way Terry McLaurin don't eat. I just refuse to believe it. Go ahead and fire him up this week against the Giants. Yeah, um, and for tonight's game, when you guys are watching this, a couple nights out from now when we're recording this, um, start Tyler Boyd. It's simple as this. He eats when T. Higgins doesn't play. Last week he had 20 fantasy points, caught, had 12 targets, 120 yards, eight catches. The week before that, T. Higgins played – and he had eight, as expected. The week before that, when T. Higgins didn't play, 40 yards and a touchdown. The week before that, when T. Higgins didn't play, 38 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Tyler Boyd is a touchdown machine. T. Higgins is their big red zone target guy. And when T. Higgins doesn't play, who is it? Tyler Boyd. It's a short week. It's been. They said Sunday night that T. Higgins probably wasn't going to play this week. And if he does suit up this week, do not fall victim. Do not start T. Higgins if he plays this week. They did it once last year, and they've already done it once this year. They'll say he's healthy and he'll suit up, but he will play three snaps. Start Tyler Boyd this week. T. Higgins is not playing. I know it's Baltimore with a good defense, but you got to score points to win football games. You know since he's going to go to throw the ball, their O-line is not good enough to kind of hang with all the capital and the good players on Baltimore's D-line. They're going to be throwing the ball. Start Tyler Boyd this week. Also, receiver, I had two guys that I'm like in between on. So Say them both. I'll say them both. Amari Cooper against Pittsburgh. Last time he played Pittsburgh, he had 12 and a half half PPR points. Ten targets, seven Tied. receptions for 90 yards. Had more points than his quarterback that week. Probably. No, he definitely did. He definitely did. Good Watson had 12. Um, <laughs> and the past five weeks, he's been killing it except for the game against Indy. He's probably averaging eight targets a game in these past couple weeks. And that's something that, you know, is it's wide receiver one type of usage against a Pittsburgh secondary that 
isn't very good, if we're being honest. Joey Porter is definitely young and up and coming, but Patrick Peterson is not. Is nope. the exact opposite of that. Old and washed. <laughs> yeah, you said it. Yep. Um, and I just think that Amari Cooper has a pretty decent game. The other guy was Christian Kirk against Tennessee. I know I said to sit Trevor Lawrence, but even if Christian Kirk Calvin does really. good, doesn't mean Trevor Lawrence is going to do good. It seems like Christian Kirk is the number one in Jacksonville. Definitely Trevor's favorite. Um, last week he had 11 targets. Granted, they got blown out. Calvin Ridley had the same amount of targets as penalties. One? Two or three. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was two or three. It might have even been four, to be honest. Good <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Christian Kirk should have a pretty decent day against Tennessee. Probably 13 fantasy points. Nothing crazy. But... Just a good Christian Kirk day. I drafted Calvin Ridley in three leagues. I told you to be careful, man. <laughs> and this might be kicking the dog for my other starting receiver, but it's Devontae Smith. With Goddard being out, he's the clear-cut number two option in the passing game. The past two weeks, before the bye, he had 100 yards and a touchdown and 51 yards and a touchdown. They're playing against Kansas City. I know it's in Arrowhead. But, again, Dallas Goddard is probably not playing this week with a broken, broken forearm. A broken arm, whatever the hell it is. It's in Kansas City. These teams are going to be throwing the ball around the yard. Because I know the Chiefs' defense is good. But the Eagles, especially on the secondary end, are not. So, I think if Kansas City starts putting up points, the Eagles are going to throw the ball. They're going to be keen on A.J. Brown, which leaves Devontae Smith one-on-one. He's the number two option, and he's in for a very big day, and he's going to keep his hot streak going despite the inconsistencies from early on in the year. Start Devontae Smith this week against the Chiefs on Monday night. Jumping to the sit side, first guy, Chris Godwin against uh, Sam Fran. I heard against Tampa. That definitely threw me off. Chris Godwin traveling across the country to Sam Fran. Um, basically, I just got a really bad feeling about this game. Anthony doesn't, but I just... I got a feeling that we awoken the beast of the 49ers and somebody's going to pay. The Jaguars already paid that price a little bit. And I a got a feeling bit. Tampa Tampa is going to be doing the same thing. Chris Godwin this season hasn't been anything special. If I saw this before, I probably wouldn't even have said him. Uh, Mike Evans, I don't think he does that good. I don't think I would sit him in like a, a yearly fantasy league. I wouldn't have him on any daily fantasy teams because it's Traveris. Traveris Ward's healthy, right? I think so. He suits up pretty good against Mike Evans, I believe. So He does. Mike Evans is probably going to be 11 points. Nothing crazy. It's just how I see it. And for my sit him by receivers, I mean, you want to talk about coming down to earth. Look no farther than Adam Thielen. Since the bye week, he's been very back down to earth. They're playing against the Dallas Cowboys defense that is the second best against wide receivers in fantasy football this year. I think that Micah Parsons and the D-line are going to pose a lot of immediate threats and a lot of trouble for Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers offensive line. I think this is, I mean, it's, it's positive game script. I mean, maybe Adam Thielen gets one, but... I don't think you can confidently go and start Adam Thielen this week. Especially, I mean, the way he's played the past two weeks against the Colts and Bears, who are no special on the defensive side of the ball. But you got the Cowboys, who are probably, arguably, the best defense, definitely top five in football. It's it's not a good matchup, and this just does not scream 
Adam Thielen pre-bye week fantasy football performance. So do not start Adam Thielen this week. Uh, another sit guy struggled finding a receiver, so I went with the tight end route. This guy, you're probably starting in your yearly long leagues because he's been balling the past four weeks. It's David Njoku going up against Pittsburgh. Last four weeks in PPR settings, he had 10, 17, 12, and 12. He's had probably average eight targets those four games. So I understand if you start him because he's been a stud. I get it. It's This is really just a matchup type situation. Pittsburgh is pretty good against tight ends. Yeah. And the first week they played against him, he didn't do anything special. Nope. That's really why I did it. I would not blame you if you started David Njoku. The past four weeks, and especially the tight end market, if he got 10 points, you're extremely happy that your tight end got 10 points. So. Yeah. I don't blame you if you do it, but don't do it in Daily Fantasy. And across that game, I also think you should sit the Steelers wide receivers. I know earlier in the season when they played George Pickens at 100-some yards, whatever, he only caught the ball four times and scored a touchdown. Deontay Johnson did not play that game because that was the week after he tore his hamstring off the bone. The Steelers' offense is very weird because we saw the running backs both eat last week against the Packers and the receivers did nothing. I started Deontay last week looking at the Green Bay matchup, and I fell into the trap. Again, this game just screams AFC North classic defensive game. Not a lot of points scored, not a lot of touchdowns, a lot of punts, a lot of turnovers, and a lot of missed opportunities. I don't believe in Kenny Pickett. You don't have a lot of capital in these Steelers receivers at all whatsoever. So do not fall into the trap, and please sit the Steelers wide receivers this week. And we'll leave it off with that. Thank you guys for watching and or listening, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. See ya. Peace.